0: Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Father, now we pray over your servant, Brother Clive, our pastor here this morning, behind the pulpit, the years of experience and all the things with the anointing on his life. And prayer warrior of note, let it all work together and give you glory on this Sunday morning as we receive the living word that lives And abide forever. Everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Amen.
1: Let's give the Lord another big shout of praise. (laughs) Amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. And I greet you in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say a big thank you to Pastor Harold and Maud today. They are just such a blessing to us, since we came yesterday, and throughout the only thing I missed that Maud didn't iron my shirt this morning. And so, Maud, uh, I want to tell a special story for you. We're talking about airlines, but as a Harold, there was a blonde lady got into this aircraft. She bought an economy ticket. But when she walked in, she told the crew member, no, 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 I'm blonde. I'm going to sit in the first class. So she sat in the first class. And guess what happened? They brought the crew. Crew couldn't get her out. Brought the supervisor. Supervisor couldn't get her out. There's a big commotion. Is that the right Afrikaans word? There's a big trouble here. And so, they now get the pilot. Now, this plane, because it was in America, it was going from New York to LA. And so, the pilot came and he said, what's the problem? They said, this lady, she I bought economy ticket. She's sitting in the first class. So, the pilot says, leave this to me. He goes, whispers in her, yes. Talks, 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 talks. Eventually, she gets up past her, and she goes and sits in the economy in her seat. So the supervisor, the crew, says, how come you did it and we couldn't? He says, because I told her, this aeroplane is going to Johannesburg. (laughs) (laughs) So she went back, because the first class wasn't going to L.A., so yeah, today we want to say, <laughs> if you want to clap, don't clap lousy. And may I make one announcement here before I preach today? That if you don't come tonight, then the Springboks are going to lose at 9 o'clock. But if you come tonight, they will get anointed because of you. Uh-huh. There's a bigger amen for that than for the offering. (laughs) Okay, folks, I'm very, very blessed to be here today. And we are very blessed to minister to you on this feast of Passover. You know, we love to have fun, Pastor and us. But I also brought today Pastor David Nadesen. He is 75 years old. And he now, this year, 50 years full-time ministry. Amen. Amen. And so he wanted to come spend some time with Pastor Harold. I want a better time. And so when I found uh, all the arrangements were made, and thank you so much, Morty. You, You know, the arrangements is not perfect. It's excellent. And we're really enjoying ourselves, having a great time. If you look after us like this, we're not going back home. (laughs) Okay, now, pastor, we talk about the Feast of Tabernacles. Truth be told, you were the only pastor that I know that keeps all the feasts. And every year, I hear you talk about the feast. You bring me now and again. And because of you, I've studied the feasts. Now, according to what I have studied, the Feast of Tabernacles is where the believers should come in fellowship. Because they, with their families outside in that little bit kind of uh, boot and all that. And so... Fellowship is very important. Now, we got a thing back home. We said, get offline because when you're online, you don't have the real fire. And so, we must have fellowship. The fellowship of the saints. Number two, I believe one of the blessings of the feast is we must deliberately have joy. See, lots of people go through a lot of stress, struggles, difficulties, hardship, and that robs them of joy. And you need to understand you are not to earn it. God has given it to you. Because joy is part of the kingdom of God. People say, Pastor Gopal, you always tell jokes. No, I tell jokes because lots of people are baptized in lemon juice and vinegar. I cannot preach to people that are so serious that even God gets scared of them. How many of you know the joy of the Lord is your strength? Come on now, Amen. There is to be a time where we need to take our responsibilities, but we need to have joy. And let me tell you something. Joy is not only contagious. Joy, real joy, makes those who don't have it desire it. Why have you got joy when you're in the valley? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength see, my joy is not only when everything is going well. My joy is in the valley. My joy is in the fire. Why my joy is there? Because wherever I am, God is with me. Amen. And so we need to have the joy of the Lord. But today I want to focus on something that is very close to my heart. And I believe Pastor just spoke to us about it. During the time of the Feast of Tabernacles, God wants to bring in your harvest. Oh, come on somebody. I say God wants to bring in your harvest. How many of you know there's a harvest coming? Listen. Listen. I don't care whether the church is in a mess. I don't care whether the world is in a mess. I don't care what's happening in the other planets. But one thing I know, God is in control. Amen. I'm not here today because I want to impress you. I want you to know that if you put your faith in Him, He can do miracles for you. Amen. And so, when you talk about your harvest, you need to understand what the Bible says. So turn with me to John chapter 15. Well, that's the key chapter for today. I'm reading a couple of scriptures, so let's go and read verse number 4. Verse number 4 says, Abide in me, and I will abide in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Somebody say, abide. Now, here is the words of the Lord Jesus. Jesus is saying something to us today. He says, you cannot have a harvest. You cannot be fruitful. You cannot have abundance if you don't abide in Him. Now, I possibly want you to go back home and read the book of Isaiah where the Bible says and prophesies that Jesus is a root out of dry ground. I did a little study on that. How can you grow when you're in dry ground? Simply Jesus is saying, my source is not from beneath, my source is from above. Can I hear an amen in the building? See, many people, your boss is your source. Many people, your business is your source. I want to tell you, your boss can let you down. Your business can let you down. But Jehovah Jireh will never let you down. Come on, somebody. So we have to abide in the vine. Now, how do we abide in the vine, pastor? Simply abiding in the vine, there's one word, relationship. And how do you build relationship with God? It's through prayer. You know, when I was younger, I taught people how to pray one hour a day. Now that I've got a little older, I didn't say altogether older, but a little older. Now I tell people, you cannot pray one hour a day. They say, so how long you pray? You see, when you come into this level, you have a lifestyle of prayer. Oh, but do you, do you all the time kneel and pray? No, I have a lifestyle of prayer. You see, your relationship with Jesus is not like the microwave. Your relationship with Jesus, where you connected, you're abiding in the vine. Many people only abide in Jesus when they got trouble. So what you tell in the Lord, whenever you want me to pray, give me trouble. But the Lord is saying, abide in me. And when you abide in me, He says, I will abide in you. You You cannot have anything in life without me. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself. You have to be connected. And listen to me if you connect to the natural, what is going to be your fruit? Natural fruit. But when you get connected to the supernatural, come on, somebody, you're going to have supernatural fruit. Now, people say, How come you, pastors, you are so blessed? You see, my friends, you don't understand. The principles of God is not how hard I work, is not how smart I work. It means who I'm connected to. Come on. I'm abiding in the vine. In this last three months, actually this entire year, nine months, if I just sit down and tell you about the miracles God has done for me, you will not believe it. Because I'm telling you, when you connected to the vine, you need to expect supernatural things to happen. God will make a way where there is no way, because you connected with the vine. You connected with him who is, who was, who shall be, who is al- Shaddai, who is more than enough, who's a god of plenty, a God of superabundance. Come on, somebody. Abide in the vine. People say, Pastor bull." I'm very exhausted. Yes, because you're not abiding in the vine. If you're abiding in the vine, there will be energy released, but there will be refreshment. Because refreshing comes from the presence of God. That's what people say, that's hard work. Let me tell you something. It's the only life I know. If you're not abiding in the Lord, everybody will let you down. I tell people, don't even trust me. I got hands, I've got arms of flesh, but God's arms are eternal. God's arms will never fail. God will never drop you down. When men drop you down, God will pick you up because He is our source. Amen. You know, make decisions in your life, go to the source. Why do you want to make decisions when you don't understand the future? The future doesn't belong to you. The future belongs to Him. He knew you before you was in your mother's womb. Number two, in John chapter 15 and verse number seven, see what Jesus says. He says, if you abide in me. Come on now, somebody. Say abide. And my words. What? Words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it will be done unto you. Can I tell you right now? People will come to me as a pastor, Cole Paul. Can you tell me what God's will is for my life? Do you know what my answer to them is? Go read the Bible. Why must I tell you what is God's will for your life when God's will is His Word? Pastor, people are paying 5,000 rand for a prophecy. People are filling the aisles because they want to get a prophecy. I am not against the prophetic office, but don't make that office a prostitution house. You know where I come from? We've learned freely have you received, freely you will give. And if God tells me a word for you, it's not my word, it's His word. I'm just a spokesman. So I'm asking you today, as mature Christians, why do you want to get somebody else tell you the will of God when it is in the Bible? Come on. The Bible says Jesus is the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word of God is God's will. You pray the Word. And when you pray the Word, you pray God's will. The steps of Clive Gopal is ordered by the Lord. And if Clive Gopal walk in that path, he will delight in it. Come on, somebody. And you need to understand every word. People say, how can you get the kingdom of God in you? The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but Lord, you said righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost is the kingdom of God. This day, I take that scripture and I put it in my heart because in my heart is the kingdom of God. Amen. You need to know today, if you want to be fruitful, you must have the word of God in you. I'll tell you what, my friends, if you just take small scriptures and you don't know where where you're going, you don't have revelation, you don't have interpretation, you don't have understanding, you don't know the Word of God, I can tell you right now, you're walking in darkness. But the Word is a light. Come on, somebody. The Word is a light. And when I have the Word, I have light all around me. Darkness is trying to encroach me, but light will dispel the darkness. Amen. Because there's power in the light of the Word. When I speak the Word, I speak God. Because Jesus is the Word. Do you know what's one of my problems with people in prayer, pastor? Is they pray from their hurts. They pray from their emotions. They pray from their struggles. I'm telling you today, pray the Word of God. The Word of God says, Before I was in my mother's womb, He put His Word in my mouth. Before I was in my mother's womb, he called me, he ordained me. When I came out, he made me to be a man of God. The Word of God says that when I open my mouth, the Word will flow and the Word will take a a root in the hearts of men and women that they won't live in darkness, but they'll live in a marvelous light. See, you need to pray the Word. Many of you read the Bible, but you don't pray the Bible. Oh, poor God, a lot of devils are after me. We've got lots in KwaZulu Natal. We'll send some to you too. No weapon formed against me. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say a premature amen, He doesn't say weapons won't come. He said, when they come, they will not prosper. Come on, somebody. When they come, they will not prosper. That's what the Word of God says. And every tongue raised up against you, you make it of no effect. Because the Lord is with you. And so we need to have the Word of God. You know, I tried to do some exercise. Went to an exercise. I put, the, I put the, what do you call earplugs. And then I start playing the Bible. And when I'm playing the Bible, my body and my spirit is growing at the same time. Oh, come on, somebody. How's that for time management? Are you listening to me? So people need to take the Word of God. You need to know the Word of God. You need to apply the Word of God. When I teach people how to pray, the first thing I say, learn the Word of God. Because the Word of God is the will of God. And when you pray the Word of God, that Word no more is a Logos Word. It becomes a Rhema Word. Oh, hallelujah. It's not word that's in the black and white paper. The word now becomes alive. The word becomes spirit. I speak the word. Demons leave town. Because that's the authority of the word of God. Your third scripture is verse number 10 of chapter 15, John. It says, if you keep my commandments and you abide in what? What? Aha! Uh-huh. I can't hear you. Oh man, some of you are, are really whispering. If you keep my commandments and abide in my... Now you're talking. Even as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in His love. You see, unless we have the love of God we will never be motivated to help others. See, a can come here and tell you, bring sinners, bring Philistines, bring all these people, but if you've got no love, this word will not become active and have action from you. But when you have love, you will bring them into the kingdom. By this shall all men know that we are His disciples. You know what? I have a problem with a lot of people in the world. They do things for you because they have an ulterior motive. People will scratch your back. Because one day they want them and you to scratch their back. But the big problem is you or them don't have an itch. It's because that's how the world works. But the kingdom says, give him something without thinking to receive anything back. Don't give someone a gift who bought you a gift. Give somebody something that they don't have the ability to give it back to you. Now I'm telling you something. We who are blessed, you need to change your mentality. Because I believe love goes beyond just giving. Love understands people. I asked your question, how can you have six loaves of bread? and steal half a slice from somebody who only got half a slice. If everybody shares what they have, we'll never have poverty in South Africa. But it will only take the love of God. Where's the radical people? They supposed to be in church. How will they know that our God is the light of the world, but you don't have any light in your life? You don't have any love in your life. You don't have any word in your life. You go live like them. You speak like them. You behave like them. You have ulterior motives like them. You scratch their back because you want them to scratch your back. You live on their level and their principles. That's why we have corrupted people running this country because the light is not shining bright enough If the light shines, those corrupted people will have to leave town. Because light dispels darkness. You see, light changes your heart. You cannot have ulterior motives. You cannot have hidden agendas. You cannot have double thoughts because light exposes, light makes you transparent, light makes you not hide anything because you're not afraid to be examined. You can't see my WhatsApp messages if you got nothing to hide. You're up for examination. Where is the people of the light in this world? We're always thinking like them, and then we want to transform them. Truthfully, we are not transformed. We may be in church, but our minds are just like theirs. We think like them. We behave like them. We speak like them. We live like them. Let me tell you something, folks. If you're really living for God you're going to lose some friends because you're light. (laughs) I see some of you. If you're in Pastor Harold's Church, you're not just a light. You're a floodlight. Come on, somebody. Darkness can't handle floodlights. Are you listening to me? Now, let me just come to a conclusion this morning. What does the Bible say? Abide in me. And I will abide in you, relationship with God. But then, it doesn't stop there. It says, "When you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear fruit." <laughs> so don't come and tell me how much relationship with you 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 have with God. Let me see the fruit. Pastor, you, me, Pastor David. We are fruit inspectors. (laughs) Don't come and impress me with your tithes and offering. And your big this and your that. And your wonderful words. Let me smell whether there's fruit bearing in your life and don't come and show me your bank account number let me see the love the peace the joy the meekness the temperance the patience the long suffering in your life the kingdom of god is not meat and drink it's not it, uh, it's not physical temporal things it's eternal things see many people invest in Temporal things, and they want to live for an eternal God. It doesn't make sense. But then let's go one step further. He says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Right? Now you're growing. Your relationship, now your relationship and your words. He says, you'll not bear fruit, but you will have more fruit. Tell your neighbor, go one seed that way because you're obstructing some fruit coming to my life. (laughs) Oh, come on, somebody. If his word abides in you, after you finished abiding him, he will bear fruit. Now you will have more fruit than much. Just put the brakes. Hold on. (laughs) Who's preaching here today? She or me? You called me to preach Put the brakes honey Put the brakes Now watch what I'm saying When you are abiding in Him You bear fruit When you abide in His Word And Him You will bear more fruit Everybody say more fruit No, no, no You must say it like More fruit come on now somebody okay right pastor abide in Christ you'll bear fruit abide in Christ and the word you'll bear more fruit wait now tell your neighbor put your seat belts on help them help them some of them don't know how to do it you know why they bought economy class they want to sit first class (laughs) now watch this I only got two minutes left. What well, this, four minutes, Pastor? Eh? Okay, now, when you abide in Christ, you have, you bear fruit. When you abide in Christ and you abide in His Word, you have more fruit. When you abide in Christ and you abide in the Word and you abide in the love, you have much fruit. Come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, move three seats down. My capacity is going to be that. Now let me tell you a little story. And I'm going to finish. And this time, definitely I'm finishing. I normally have seven closes. Right? Watch this lady came to me after church. Pastor Clive, pray for me. What is your prayer need? I want a job. I said, listen, I don't need to pray. Go for the interview. You're going to get the job. So she sends me a WhatsApp in the week. Hey, Pastor Clive, I got the job. But she comes for prayer on Sunday in the next week. I said, now you got the job. What do you want me to pray for? He said, I want you to pray. I don't lose the job. How many of you know? That's when I want to punch you in the nose. Ah! <laughs> huh? I just want to punch you in the nose and make it flat. But well, watch this: you abide in Christ, you bear fruit. Feast of Tabernacles. You abide in his word, and in him you have more fruit. You abide in his love, you have bearing fruit, more fruit, much fruit. But if you love and serve him, your fruit will remain. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a shout of praise. I love listening to rich uh, experience. There's some
0: likeness He just, I mean, even Pastor David. Just call him Pastor David. And uh, the name is very good. David. Okay, so... You know, these are men of such stature and leaders in the body of Christ. It's fantastic. Let us stand. I need to tell you something quickly. We don't start at four o'clock. We start at three o'clock. Oh, we start at four o'clock. Yeah, but I thought now we could start at one o'clock. I mean, this guy here, Olaf and Yanni, are already sitting, parking there. car lines and them are all coming, and they're saying, well, you know, we're, we're going to sit here at one o'clock, under the sun, the beautiful sun, suntan. <laughs> Amen. So we start at four o'clock. Yeah, but men they got two hours. And get the food and the everything else. Get some friends. Tell me, honestly, before I make this prayer, how many of you... Just think, close your minds, your eyes for a moment, and now think in your mind somebody that you can ask. Who would you ask if you really wanted to think of that person? You have such an image in your mind? How many of you have such an image in your mind? Let me see your hands. If you think of somebody that needs salvation, lots of hands going up. Not enough. How many of you can think of somebody? that needs to be saved. All Christians now. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for the beautiful, seasoned, ripe experience that came through now from this platform. This is why Pastor Clive preaches, and even Pastor Nedessen, both of them are seasoned ministers. Huge experience. Huge skills. May God bless them both in the work, in the assemblies of God, and fivefold in all this. Lord, I pray that as we come together, that, Lord, you will just bless this evening under the this, this, even the starlight, if there's stars already out then We thank you, Father. We are the body of Christ. We need communion. We need community. We need fellowship of the saints. We need to get together and love one another, even as you have loved us. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. The Lord bless you and keep you, lift up his countenance over you, and grant you peace, prosperity, and in all things protection, like a shield on all sides. They will prosper, they will be in health as their souls prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefoolsonline.com.